Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Equitymates Media, this is The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. The world's best performing currency this year isn't crypto. It's the US dollar. And we'll often hear about currency movements in the news. It's full of jargon and not really helpful for us trying to understand what it all means. It gives a sense of uh, why the dollar keeps on strengthening today. Again, massive move, especially against the yen. How important is the inflation read? What are you expecting and how would it move the dial for the Fed? But have you ever heard anyone explain why it matters? That's what we wanted to do today. It's Monday, the 26th of September, and today I want to know, why is the US dollar so strong? The dollar is smiling. And why should I care? To do this, I'm joined by my colleague and the co-founder of Equity Mates. it's Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome to The Dive. Hey, Sasha, good to be here. Currencies maybe not as exciting as chess scandals that we spoke about in the last episode, but stick with us. We're going to make this interesting and we're going to leave the jargon at the door. Challenge accepted. Now, when we talk about currencies, it can be a little bit confusing because all of these currencies move against each other. We're not just talking apples and oranges. We're talking apples, oranges, bananas, strawberries, pineapples. (laughs) I was trying to think of other fruits there. Because, for example, over the past 12 months, the US dollar is up 26% against the British pound. But confusingly, it's up 31% against the Swedish krona. Can you help me understand this? Yeah, I think your fruit analogy really works there. You know, we go to the shops and an orange is $2 and an apple is $3. But when we're talking about currencies, we're not saying uh, how much can we buy each of them for. We're saying, you know, how many apples does it take to buy one orange or how many bananas can I buy with a pineapple? They're all priced relative to each other. Uh, rather than just having like a single objective price. So that that's where it gets really confusing. And there are 180 currencies recognized as legal tender by the United Nations. And no, Bitcoin isn't one. Oh, what about Dogecoin? <laughs> no, but we keep lobbying. But what it means is that there's just so many currencies out there that are constantly moving in price against each other. And the reason that prices move, it's really down to supply and demand. So let's say I want to buy natural gas from American energy giant Chevron, or I want to buy some semiconductors from American chipmaker Intel, or perhaps more realistically for me, Sasha, I want to buy some iCloud storage for my Apple device. All these American companies want to be paid in American dollars. They don't want my Australian dollars. That doesn't mean anything to them. So I sell my Australian dollars and I buy American dollars so I can buy my natural gas or my semiconductors or my iCloud storage. Because you've taken too many photos again, Alec. Always guilty of that. Yes. I actually always ignore the iCloud storage notification things. I am not going to pay Apple for storage, but that's another conversation. But simply supply and demand from people like us, from businesses, from currency traders and from investors Day in and day out, that supply and demand moves the price of currencies around the world. And the price of currencies are 
priced by how much they can buy of each other. So this is your how many apples can I buy with an orange analogy. For example, right now, one US dollar can buy $1.53 Australian. And then on the flip side, one Australian dollar can buy 65 US cents. Now that's called a currency pairing. Okay. And in, in our apple and oranges analogy, it would be, you know, two oranges can buy one apple or... Uh, one apple can buy half an orange. And you can pair up different currencies with different things as well. So you can be comparing bananas and apples and then you can compare a banana and a pineapple and and on it goes. Exactly. So that's a really oversimplified way of how currency pricing works. Okay, that makes sense. And if it doesn't, if you have been lost by analogies, all we really need to know is that the US dollar is a world beta at the moment. Wherever you are in the globe, the headlines are the same. Your local currency is getting weaker against the US dollar. Yeah, that's right. I think the two currencies that are slightly beating the US dollar this year are the Brazilian real and the Mexican peso. But really, the world runs on US dollars. And the US dollar is just incredibly strong at the moment. The US dollar index is at multi-decade highs, so this is putting a cap on how high equities are going. So you mentioned the British pound and the Swedish krona, but it's every currency around the world. Well, the yen tumbled to a 24-year low against the dollar this week, a level not seen since 1998. Now, what we're seeing with the British pound versus the US dollar, a perfect storm of economic data disappointment sent the pound sterling to a 37-year low against the dollar. Aussie dollar is at its lowest level now since around July 2020. So- Over the past 12 months, the US dollar is up 11% against the Australian dollar, up 21% against the euro, up 29% against the Japanese yen. And it got so bad, Sasha, that the Bank of Japan had to intervene in the foreign exchange market to protect the yen. First time it had to do this since 1998. And the two worst currencies this year, the Argentine peso and the Turkish lira, they've seen the US dollar rise about 40% against each of them. Turkey's currency, the lira, has tumbled to an all-time low against the US dollar. And I guess taking a step back globally, when measured against a basket of major currencies around the world, the US dollar is 21% more expensive than it was this time last year. But I want to be realistic, Alec. 11%, 21%, 40%. When you just list these percentages next to each other, it can kind of all lose meaning. And let's face it, I'm not planning on traveling to Argentina or Turkey anytime soon. That would be a surprise to you as as (laughs) my colleague. So before we go into why this is happening, I think it's really important for us to talk about why this actually matters and what these percentages mean in reality. Yeah, I think that's really important. And there are a few different reasons as to why it matters. It matters to us personally. It can have direct effects for us. And it can also have effects on the broader economy, which will come back and affect us in the end anyway. So let's start with how it directly affects us. And let's actually talk about you, Sasha. And let's talk about Sasha, the consumer, Sasha, the business mogul, and then Sasha, the investor. So let's start with Sasha, the consumer. Now, most of what you buy isn't made where you live. So the movements of currencies affect how much things cost you. And a lot of what we buy is from American multinational companies. And so when they price their products in US dollars, and then the US dollar gets more valuable, we have to pay more for those products. And, you know, we mentioned iCloud storage. I have no idea how much this thing costs because I just delete the notifications. But 10 US dollars of iCloud storage might have cost us in Australia at the start of the year 
15 Australian dollars. But now, as the US dollar gets stronger, it might cost us 18 Australian dollars. Yeah, the thing I think of is Glossier, the uh, US beauty company, which I love buying, which you can't get in Australia. Once the US dollar starts getting more expensive, then maybe I need to be looking elsewhere for my skincare regime. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it affects all of us for so many of the products we buy. Okay, Alec, what about Sasha the business mogul? Because I kind of like how that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, similar to Sasha the consumer, Sasha the business mogul is buying stuff from overseas to run her business. And things get more expensive. So, Sasha, you love classical music. Let's say you are a musical instrument seller here in Australia and you're importing Steinway pianos from America. I don't even... You probably couldn't resell a Steinway, but let's go with it. No, you can. I've got a friend who does this professionally, so this is a great example. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what does a Steinway go for these days? Uh, Upwards of 100 grand, if you've got a nice one. All right, so 100,000 US dollars to import it from over in America and sell it in Australia. You have to buy that in US dollars, and as the US dollar gets more expensive, you have to spend more and more of your Australian dollars to buy that over in the US. So for businesses outside of America that buy products from America, things are going to get more expensive. In 2019, some 88% of international transactions involved US dollars. But it's the case for Sasha the business mogul, even if you avoid the US completely. Because if you avoid the US completely, you can't avoid the US dollar. Let's say you pivot from selling musical instruments to selling oil. That's a hard pivot. (laughs) Hard pivot, hard pivot. But let's say you're in Australia and you want to buy oil from Saudi Arabia. Well, oil is still priced in US dollars. So this still matters for you. Let's say you're in Japan and you want to buy lumber from Canada. Well, lumber is still priced in US dollars. Let's say you're in France and you want to buy coffee from Brazil. Well, coffee is still priced in US dollars. I think you get the point. Global trade runs on US dollars. So a strong US dollar matters even if you're not trading with the US. Yeah. And what about Sasha, the investor? Because, well, I do invest. So this one's really relevant. Yeah. So there's probably two ways this affects Sasha, the investor. The the first is what we have to pay for things in the US. So a bit more than 10 years ago now, during the global financial crisis, the Australian dollar and the US dollar reached parity. One Australian dollar bought one US dollar. That was a great time to buy US stocks because the Australian dollar was so strong. You could get more for your money. Now is the opposite time. Now one Australian dollar buys 65 US cents. And so it's a difficult time for people outside of America who wanna buy things in America. It's just more expensive. But it also matters for the companies that we invest in. The American companies that have become staples of all of our portfolios, whether we hold them directly or through index funds, you know, the Apples, the Microsofts, the Googles, they're multinational companies and they sell across the world, but they report their revenue in US dollars. And as the US dollar gets stronger and our currencies get weaker as a result, the revenue they make in Australia and France and Canada and Mexico is worth less to them And so their revenue number that they report in US dollars is lower. We had a great quarter, but yet again, the dollar had an even stronger quarter and we continue to see the impact on foreign exchange and currency fluctuation on our financials. Yeah, so Apple, with your cloud storage, 
you're worth less to them than you were 12 months ago. Is that right, Alec? They, they either have to raise prices, which might mean they lose customers, or they keep charging me the same price in Australian dollars, but then they're reporting lower revenue when they convert that back to US dollars. Yeah. So that's how it affects Sasha the investor, but also the investments that you make. But it can also affect the whole economy. And there are two ways that that matters, inflation and debt. Yeah, so the first one, inflation. In a nutshell, a strong US dollar spreads inflation around the world. And how that happens is what we spoke about earlier. For Sasha the consumer, if American companies are pricing things in US dollars, it gets more expensive for her. And think about that on a global scale as everyone is trying to buy products from these big US companies. So the first one is it pushes inflation up outside of the US. But the second and perhaps more problematic effect is debt. Now, for some of the biggest countries in the world, they can borrow money in their own currency. You know, here in Australia, our government can borrow money in Australian dollars. But for most economies around the world, especially the emerging economies, they struggle to borrow money in their local currency. Banks, financial institutions and investors will only lend the money in certain currencies and a lot of the time will only lend the money in US dollars, which means these countries have to pay their debt back in US dollars. And as the US dollar gets more valuable, it's harder and harder for these emerging economies to afford their debt, to pay it back. And that makes debt crises in emerging economies more likely. Okay, so there's quite a few reasons there, Alec, why it matters. Let's take a quick break and then turn to why it's happening. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to The Dive. Today, we're explaining currencies. Before the break, we were talking about the fact that the US dollar is on an absolute tear this year, and we discussed the reasons about why that matters. So, Alec, let's turn now to why this is happening. Can you unpack that for me? Well, Sasha, would it surprise you if I told you that this was tied to the conversation around inflation and interest rates? Absolutely not, Alec. Everything seems to be tied to inflation and interest rates this year. If I had a dollar for every time, I wouldn't be working right now. (laughs) Well, if you had a dollar for every time, it would be worth about 9% less because of inflation. And that's the first reason why the US dollar is so strong this year, because the US Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. Now, remember I said earlier that currencies are set by supply and demand? Well, as interest rates rise, investors can get paid more from US bonds. Right now, you can get about 3.5% interest on a US government bond. At the start of the year, it was about 1.5%. And just like if our banks improve our savings rates for our savings accounts, we're going to put more money in it. Investors are going to put more money in the US economy if they can get a better return, and that means they're buying US dollars. But 
Interest rates are rising all around the world, not just in the US. And, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Shouldn't all <laughs> countries be getting stronger? That That is true. But it then becomes who's raising rates quicker. It's all about the relative amount of interest you can get and the, the relative speed of interest rate rises. And the US is raising rates quicker than most other countries around the world. Now let's look at Australia and America. At the start of the year investors could get a better return in Australia than they could in America. And since then, both countries have increased interest rates. America has just increased a lot faster. Now today, Australia's benchmark interest rate is 2.35% and America's is 3%, meaning investors can get a better return in America than Australia. So Sasha, if you're a multi-billion dollar pension fund or the like, What are you going to do? You're going to leave Australia and go to America where you can get a better return on that money. Okay, so reason number one is interest rates. Are there any other reasons? Yeah, so the second reason's all about safety. The US dollar, safe haven, yes. People are worried at the moment. Inflation, a potential European energy crisis, a potential Italian debt crisis, geopolitical tensions around the world... Uh, The US dollar is seen as a safe haven and investors are moving their money from other currencies to US dollars to keep it safe. In a nutshell, money is constantly moving around the world seeking better returns for lower risk. And as that money moves, currencies move up and down. Yeah, it's just a giant multi-trillion dollar flow of money to different currencies depending on what the interest rate is and how risky it is. Okay, well, the million-dollar question is then, what's next? (laughs) Yeah, the trillion-dollar question, Avery. I think they're going to have to keep on raising because uh, at the end of the day, the playbook is that they have to have interest rates that are higher than the inflation rate in order to beat inflation. The long and the short of it is this story isn't going anywhere. The US Federal Reserve has said they're going to keep raising interest rates until they get inflation back around 2%. Inflation is above 8% at the moment and it stubbornly remains there. So more interest rate rises to come, I think, is the first thing. And as more interest rate rises happen in the US, more money will be attracted and the US dollar will get stronger. And a lot of the crises that people are worried about aren't going anywhere. The European energy crisis is only just getting started. So we will likely see investors flee currencies where they're worried about the country. You know, they're worried about Europe. Not a country, but if they're worried about Europe, they'll flee the euro. If they're worried about Britain, they'll flee the pound. So we're going to be hearing more and more about the strength of the US dollar in the coming weeks and months. Look, Alec, I thought I understood a lot about currency movements, but there was still more for me to unpack in that episode. So that definitely helped me understand a little bit more when I next hear these headlines on the news. If you enjoyed this episode, then please tell a friend about it. It really is the best way for us to grow. And if you just joined us for the first time, welcome. Go check out our back catalogue. We're super proud of the episodes we put together. And we've just launched something new. Alongside this episode, you'll see a shorter headlines companion that's going to keep you up to date with all the news of the day. You can find that right here in your podcast feed. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram at thedive.businessnews. You can contact us by email, thedive at equitymates.com. And you can subscribe wherever you're listening right now so you never miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today, Alec. Thanks, Sasha. Until next time. The Dive is a product of Equitymates Media. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of The Dive acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. 
We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. The hosts of The Dive are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast.